teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. So in Colossians 3, verse 1, and I'm sure you're going to be hearing me say a lot of things that I've ministered on, uh, because if you notice, different ministers minister on similar things. But how many of you uh, like steak? You like veggies? And you're going to eat that again, right? I mean, you like it so much, you're just like, I'm going to eat it one time and never again. Never. Just, I'm going to savor. Of course not. You love it. You could almost eat it three days in a row. You might start getting a little tired of it, but then you're probably going to have room for another in another week or so. And that's, that's the Word of God. We get hungry, and it's so good, and, and we're getting so much light, and that's why we need more of it. And that's why we have to just crave, and we have to be hungry for the things of God. Now, the Lord's been ministering to me about some things. Have you ever, you know, and I, I know nobody on this side, uh, but... <laughs> Have you ever went to spend time with the Lord and you just got discouraged? And you're looking at the Word of God saying, Lord, I just need to make so many changes. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, and, and frankly, you're just bored. You ever get bored? I'm just bored. I don't want to go in the office today. And I don't want to go to work. And I don't want to have another staff meeting this week. <laughs> And I have to stir myself up. Have you ever had to stir yourself up? Yeah, we have to stir ourselves up. And let me help you out here. You get that way because there are times, well, not there are times, but we get that way because we need to move up to other levels. And we're hitting a place where we've got to increase our faith. And what did Pastor Jay just talk about faith's velocity? And we're going around, we're orbiting around with the, with the same amount of faith. And we're never, gonna, uh, we're never going to be able to break out of that orbit and go anywhere else yeah. until our faith's velocity kicks in. Right. You know, like at speed of light or whatever. Is that what they call it? And, 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 but we've got to have more thrust. So what do we have to do? Sit there and complain? Get up, go watch TV. No. Of course not. Just get, just forget it. No, I'm just bored. No. We have to break through. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but I mean, some people do this. Like, forget it. Maybe tomorrow I'll break through. And the more we do that, the harder it's going to get. Yeah. To the place to where we're, we're not even orbiting anymore. We're not even using our faith. We're just at a standstill. You understand? So let me encourage you that if you need to stir yourself up, if you need to increase your faith, if there are times that you get bored with your spiritual walk, guess what? Join the club. We all do. But when we stir ourselves up and we feed our faith with the Word of God and we put our attention on God, growth comes and then the excitement comes. Because with that velocity, with that force, and when we start seeing the harvest, 
of using our faith, when we start seeing the harvest of not just sitting down, but getting up and stirring ourselves up and increasing our faith, when we start seeing the harvest of that, we're like, oh, praise the Lord. But how many know? It'll come again. And we could have been so excited about the word of God. We could have been so excited about our level of faith. And sure enough, we needed more income for the month. Sure enough, this came up. Sure enough, this came up. Sure enough, the kids need some new shoes. Sure enough, this. And then you got to stir yourself up because you need more. And when you need more, what do you got to do? Put more in. If you need to use more faith, then you've got to take in more word on faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what do we do? Do we cry? Say, Lord, I just got by with this by the skin of my teeth. Well, if that's the case, if you, if you came to a barrier and you just couldn't stretch anymore, guess what? Put more word in. Give more attention to the word of God. Give, put more faith in there because next month you're going to be able to increase your velocity. And there's a time and a place you'll look back and think, dear Lord, I didn't, how'd I, can't believe I was at that level. I couldn't, couldn't get anything done. But some people are operating at lower levels because that's what they know. Now, I shouldn't necessarily say a lower level, but they're operating on certain levels, but God wants us to constantly increase. And we're not putting anybody's faith down. We're not putting any, you know, wherever you are in faith, as long as you are growing. As long as you are being led by the Spirit of God, as long as you are moving forward, as long as you are going toward His plan and His purpose. In in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So, when I'm studying... I often will look up words, and I looked up that word seek, and it says to desire, to seek in order to find, to seek a thing, to seek in order to find out by thinking, meditating, reasoning. So when we're seeking something, we're looking for something in order to take hold of it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is a confidence. And in order to take hold of a genuine confidence and assurance that when we uh, ask God for something or when we speak the word of God, we believe it's going to take place. But first, we're seeking for answers. Because our faith needs to increase. We, our assurance, our confidence needs to increase in order to take the steps, in order to go into the levels, in order to do what God needs us to do. Amen. Amen. Right? Yes. And at that point, our flesh may be screaming. At that point, we think, I can't move another inch. Mm-hmm. At that point, you think, I'm stretched. Right. But how many know that when you seek, you're going to find? And you keep on seeking, and you keep on seeking. Now, I didn't say you keep on asking, you keep on asking, and maybe God, if he sees fit, he'll answer. I said you seek for the answer. What is the answer? Ask, and ye shall receive. But there's something about meditating on that. It says whenever you say to the mountain, 
be taken up and cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart. It will come to pass. It yes. will move. Yes. But there's something about hearing that word that creates an image inside of you. And yes. then faith rises. Amen. You come, it comes through your mind gate, but you have to gain understanding. And when you're seeking the word of God, when you're here at church, when you're getting the supply of the word of God and you're seeking for understanding, understanding comes to your mind and then it drops down into your spirit and it infuses in your spirit and it engrafts in your spirit. And then you begin to say something. And then faith's velocity will take you out of that place of complacency. It will take you out. You know, some of you will actually smile when I'm preaching. (laughs) Rather than be on the verge of crying. Now, I'm not trying to make anybody mad at me. Somebody sent us an email this week. And they, no, it was a good one. Uh, (laughs) I know usually I say, "Uh uh-oh. But they they were thanking us for preaching the uncompromised word. So sometimes we have to hear things that kind of hurt a little bit. Sometimes we have to be challenged in our boredom. Sometimes we have to be challenged to stir it up. Pick it up. Get it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it ought not be the world that and they're going, they're, they're flowing, and, you know, eventually they're going to come down. It ought to be that the church is learned, stirring themselves up and getting happy. Because when you get happy about the Word of God, you're going to start seeing things. You're, you're going to start having understanding. Do you understand? It says, attend to my words, incline your ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from your ears, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. So we're seeking to, in order to find what? Well, what do you want us to find, faith? No, you have faith inside. You need to find understanding on how to apply that faith. Now, let's, uh, let's read on here. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. You know, we can't renew the mind with a passive interest or passive look at God's word. But to set the mind means to think. It means to have a mindset. Let's pull over and park on that just a little bit. Did you know that you had a certain mindset when you came to this church? Now, I'm not trying to knock your mindset. But our mindsets were put into us by the teaching of our parents or our guardians, and the atmosphere of the people around us, the people in the institutions around us. Parents have to constantly guard what comes into their child's uh, mind gate, their ears, their eyes. And, And there were mindsets that formed in you. So when you became a Christian, you became a new creature in Christ, but you had to renew this thing. Now again, here's how it works. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks faith. But in order for it to get into the heart, you got to do something with this. 
You have to renew this. And when you renew your mind, you're reading the word of God. You're hearing the word of God. You're attending to the word of God. But it's not a passive attending. It's not a passive looking. Now, you might say, oh, you've been saying this and saying that. You know, we, we have young people in here. And we have old people that aren't doing this. Young and old in the Lord. I'm not talking about age. So we need to hear this over and over, just like we need to eat a good steak. Yeah. So we need to constantly renew our mind because the word of God will come to our mind, but it's only when we begin to perceive it. It's only when we begin to understand it. And when we're craving for understanding when yes. we're saying, Lord, I'm not going to leave Come here on. until I understand how to apply it. And we're sitting on the edge of our seat, so yes. to speak. I'm going to get what I need. And it doesn't matter what I've been through. It doesn't matter what I'm dealing with. Your word says, ask and you shall receive. You said if you need help, that you, you give it to me. If I need help, you give it to me. Yeah. So to set our mind or to think or have a mindset, and it says the activity represented by this word involves the will, the affections, and the conscience. Generally, to be of an opinion. That's what set your mind means. Do you know that we form certain opinions? But if those opinions are not right or not according to the word of God, for instance, if we have an opinion uh, uh, of Paul's thorn, if we have an opinion that Paul's thorn in the flesh was an eye disease, if we're of an opinion of that, and that's what we believe, we're not going to believe that our eyes can be healed. We're not going to believe that our body can be healed. So if we have been taught that, something's got to be changed. A different mindset must be formed. And we cannot continue. I, I don't have anything. There's a lot of good churches. But we cannot continue to be listening to and to be attending to places that are teaching and preaching against the word of God. If somebody is preaching that sickness and disease will teach you a lesson, you read it all the time. God's mad at us, so he sent a hailstorm. So we have to change our mindsets, and we have to gain understanding. Amen? All right, I'm glad you like that. Let's go to Hebrews 4 real quick. Hebrews 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, verse 14, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly 
to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If we don't know that we can come to the throne of grace and obtain, then will we ever go and obtain? If we don't know that we can come in Jesus' name and ask, and that word ask means to ask, call for, or require, or demand in Jesus' name. So did you know you can ask for something, but there are some things you don't need to ask for because Jesus already provided it for you. So there are just some things you just need to call like healing. You're mine. Right? But if we don't know that and we have a mindset and we, ha- we may have a mindset, you know, Lord, I, I, I've sinned. I've done so many things. I just barely got in by the skin of my teeth to get saved, receive Jesus as my Lord. But I certainly can't ask for healing because I have been a bum. I've been a dog. What about the woman who came to Jesus and said, Lord, I've been like a dog. Well, he actually called her a dog, you know. Because she, she lived like one. Right. Yeah. Were they uh, Syrophoenician? Yeah. The Syrophoenician people live like dogs. And she says, but even the dogs eat of the crumbs from the table. And Jesus saw her faith. You know, we can live in shame. But if we know that Jesus has taken the shame on the cross, then we can come boldly and receive. It's a mindset. Or we can come and sit in church and cry and and be sad and and know that I'm going to have to go home to the same old thing. But God wants to change things if we change this thing. And when we change our mindsets that have been formed into us over the year and as it goes, it will go down into the heart as we have understanding. It drops into the spirit when understanding comes. And then We use it. When understanding comes, faith comes. But you've got to do something with your faith. You've got to use your faith. So you're hearing the word of God, and then you're understanding and perceiving it because you're craving it, because you're seeking it, because you're looking for understanding and understanding of how to apply it, and then you receive it. Oh, he died. That I might have life and have it more abundantly. He took my sickness on the cross so I don't have to live with it anymore. I can just speak to it like I would speak to a mountain because he was using the mountain as an illustration. But we can speak to sickness and disease and tell it to go. Now, it doesn't mean five minutes later that the sickness is just poof. Just like that mountain when Jesus, you know, it's just not going to poof. You know, get your hard hats out, boys. Come on, come on. But when you stick with it and you keep speaking, faith's velocity will just continue to increase and increase and increase. And that will engraft into your spirit and become a part of you in such a way that you see the image. And more as you speak it, the image grows. And as you speak it, the image grows. You're framing your world with your words. And you're making a picture that will manifest into reality. Amen. Amen. I want to read something to you. Is that all right? 
this little book is powerful. God's Creative Power for Healing. We have it in the bookstore by Charles Capps. Listen to this. I've, I've read this every day this week, I think, several times. God's Word is perfect spiritual law. It is supernatural medicine. It works through the human spirit and is a spiritual cure. But like any other medicine, it must be applied on a regular basis. You must speak God's word to your individual circumstance or situation. Someone else can't do it for you. James 1.21 admonishes us to receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, I want you to go to James 1.21 because we'll talk about that a little bit. but I'll read the rest of this. Once the word of God is engrafted into your spirit, it produces results in the body as well. Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. When God's word becomes engrafted or infused into your spirit, it has become a part of you. It cannot be separated from you. It is not only your thought and affirmation, it is you the word made flesh, then your flesh will reflect the life of that word. Now listen to this. When God's word concerning healing takes root in your flesh, it becomes greater than disease and healing is the result. How does that happen? You have to get it into your mind gate. When you gain understanding because you're attending to it, not treating it passive, but you're attending to it. Eventually, understanding will come if you don't give up. And that's faith that goes down into your heart. And as you speak it and speak it, an image will begin to form more and more and more. And that engrafted word will grow and grow to create what you have believed that you received. It will manifest. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And that's a force of faith. So in James 1.21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls or the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Engrafted, we, we, we've talked about this, to, you, you have a plant of some sort and you can graft into, uh, say, a vine, a little a shoot. And then that will grow if you create the right atmosphere for it. It will grow. You know, you got, it needs water, it needs sunshine and that type of thing. Uh, or you can just have a seed, and that seed needs to germinate. So you can, you can take the graft, and, and it will grow. Or you can have a seed, and it's got to be in a dark place. And if you have the right conditions, that, that seed will germinate and it will begin to shoot out. And then you put it in soil and then it will begin to grow. And you've got to have light and water. So it's got to be under the right conditions. Did you know that your heart is soil? And, you're, and seeds are being planted in your spirit. But they, you have to have understanding first. It's just not, come, it's just not jumping into your spirit with no understanding. Now... I use some, actually, I don't, I very rarely use a microwave anymore, so I guess I'll have to, I use the oven. Okay, how's that? I use the oven. I can use that as an illustration. I use the oven, but I don't know how the oven works. All right? 
but it comes out cooked. <laughs> but I have to know what temperature to put it on. I have to know what pan to put it in. So there are certain things that you've got to know to use your faith. But but understanding what's behind, you know, understanding all the intricates of how does the power work? Is it my job? God is a power worker. I'll let it up to him. But there are certain things on my side, like believe that you receive. And they begin to thank God for it. And generate that thing. Just like when you come in, if the lights are out, you turn on the lights. Right? And light be. Well, we need to turn our mouth on. We need to start speaking. And and it it needs to be hooked up to our faith, what we understand, what we believe, and it will start generating that thing. Just like a generator will generate the light. Right? You've got to have source that's generating these lights. You've got to have a power source. I'm not concerned about how the power source works. I know it's God. He's a power source. He's big. He provided it. So the principle is, if I understand that he was wounded for my transgressions, According to Isaiah 53, he was bruised for mine iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. I'm already healed. And then I could go over to Mark 11. It talks about believe that you receive and you shall have. In other words, just like if I had this Bible, Carlos, and I said, would you like this Bible? Would you like it? Okay. So he takes it. Now it's his again. He received that. We receive the healing that's already ours based on Isaiah 53, based on uh, Matthew 8, 17. It talks about he took our infirmities. He took our diseases. Based on 1, 2, 24, we were healed by Jesus' stripes. Or you could use prosperity scriptures. He provided it in redemption. He provided... Freedom from spiritual death, which means you're forgiven. You don't have to pay the price for it. We don't have to kill a bull. We don't have to kill a bull tonight after church service. No blood sacrifices. Jesus is the ultimate. All right. Redemption means he's delivered us from spiritual death. He's delivered us from sickness and disease. He's delivered us. And that includes mental. Yes. As well. Amen. In your physiological brain, if you yes. need something, he's got it. Amen. He provided it already. Yes. And he's provided financial prosperity yes. for you. Now, we need to learn that we have some angels and we can commission those angels to go forward based on if we're tithers and we're givers. And I didn't say that to get your money. I mean, it sure is nice when the church can pay the light bills because people decide to give. That's nice. But I didn't say that and I didn't preach that to get your money. I preached that so you could understand and gain understanding so that you can use your faith and start saying it and have it. Amen? Yeah, it is the word. So going back to engrafted or implanted in James 1.21, let's read on a bud, a shoot of a plant inserted in a groove, slit, or, or the like in a stem 
or stock of another plant in which it continues to grow, the place where it is inserted. Or surgery, a portion of living tissue surgically transplanted from one part of an individual to another. You know, it's a skin graft. And that skin will take form. It will become part of that person. So when you hear the word of God and you're attending to it, because to attend means to set your gaze. It doesn't mean, oh, when's she going to be done? I didn't have dinner today. You know, I'm going to go to Arby's, get some cheesy fries, you know. Oh, dear Lord, all they talk about is faith, 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 faith. Hey, when I need faith, I'll come. I'll get some faith, okay? Well, do you think when that person needs anything that they're going to have an understanding of how to apply it? Of course not. I know that's radical, right? But every single day when we get up in the morning, when we open our Bible up, stir ourselves up. If it's one word in the Bible, surely he has borne our sicknesses. If you just get happy about surely. (laughs) I'm not talking about surely your neighbor. I'm talking about surely. He has borne our sicknesses. If you just read that and get happy about one word and you meditate on one word. Surely. Really? You can get blessed yeah. because you're attending and you're attending and you're attending and yeah. understanding comes like shoo, 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 and yeah. lights yeah. come and shoo, shoo, shoo. Yeah. surely, surely that means I, that, that, that means I'm healed. That means I'm whole. Hallelujah. And then you, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed and whole. Surely. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Hallelujah. Then. Got to blow your nose? Well, blow it. Yes. <laughs> and then go back to confess it. Yes. Surely. Yes. When we attend to the word of God, we can't do it for you. Did you know that a Sunday only Christian may not get this? Pastor Debbie, don't go there. We don't want to talk about the SOBs. All right. waking some Sunday only bunch okay (laughs) Sunday only bunch I was not cursing all right I'm just waking some people up you understand wake up all right let's go back every day and we don't forsake the assembling together That's right. That's right. of the believers. And, and we realize that although we can study and read and gain understanding at home, yeah. that there's something, there, there's something that God put into practice that when you listen, you're going to get understanding from ministers. And you're going to get revelation of the word of God. And there's something about a pastor. Now, sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm even a pastor. You understand? I'm like, oh, 
Oh, praise the Lord, I got preached tonight. That's great. I, you know, I, I don't have a big head about it, all right? It's just that he's entrusted me with the word. And there's something, there, has, there are, are principles that God has set up that when you honor the word that's preached and that's taught and you receive the vessel and you honor the vessel, that understanding will come. Light will come. Provision will come. Implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Do you know that you can get into a pattern, well, this came up, or, or, or the other case, or, you know, I, look, the, the, the kids have soccer season this. I'm not meddling with your soccer team, all right? I'm just, you know, and don't have the coach call me. <laughs> Is it okay if I just let you know that you've still got to hear the word? And still need to come to church? Yes, amen. And you need to get involved in helps ministry? And if you do, light will dawn. Amen, that's true. Because there's something about when you're obedient to the Word of God, light is progressive. When you're obedient, to seek, you'll find. When you're obedient, to put your hand to the plow to help, you will get more light and understanding. I didn't put that into practice, so don't send me letters about, look, my children got to go to this and that. I understand that, but if they're diagnosed with sickness and disease or you're diagnosed with sickness and disease and you come and you want help, look, we'll help bail you out, but eventually I'm going to get in your face. And you may not like it, and some people haven't. You know, I'm a nice person, you understand? I really am. But just like that email that was sent me this week, thank you for teaching the word uncompromised. Sometimes we got to tell people, look, you're putting your kids first. That's good. That's good. And you've got to feed your spirit. Yeah, that's good. Work it out. Yeah, that's good. Say, tell your neighbor, work it out. Put God first. Don't blame the pastor for preaching the word. How do you think that's going to go over when you get to heaven? Yeah, yeah, hello. I'm going to be standing in line. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Give it to him, God. I've been trying to preach that and teach that. Give it up. <laughs> he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, where he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Light is progressive. We have to keep the light on. You can't turn it off and expect to keep on, keep on the journey. You're going to run into things. You're going you're to get bumped in the head. You understand? Oh, I can stay home every now and then. Sure you can. That's how your healing is going to come, every now and then. 
Thank you. Yes. Verse 24, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks, what, what does that word mean? I'm glad you asked. To stoop down, to look, to stoop to a thing in order to look at it, to look at with head bowed forward, to look into with the body bent, to stoop and look into, to carefully look, <laughs> inspect curiously of one <laughs> who would become acquainted with something. It sounds like you're seeking something. Yes. What are we seeking? Understanding how to apply God's word in our life. And if we don't have light, if the lights aren't on, we won't have an understanding how to apply it. And we will go. How many have gotten something from the Lord? It's like, wow, that's good. I would never forget that in a million years. Yeah. Five minutes later, you didn't yeah. write it down. So, yeah. 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 yeah, come on. Lord, I need mercy. I, yeah. come on. That was good. So we learn to write things down. Yes. Do you know there are individuals that you can give direction? You can give five people the same directions, and they will go and do it five different ways. Yes. And some will have a greater percentage of doing it the way you said. Have you ever watched the cooking shows? Yes. Uh, what was that, The Worst Cooks or whatever? I oh, yeah. was watching that. And uh, there's one gal. She did a good job, but he said, make the steak exactly like I made it. But she likes to put things in there, you know, just like, yeah, but this idea came to me. That's called being distracted. Yeah. And we yeah. like to add yeah. our own opinion, yeah. mindset, true. True. our own think. I'm a creative. Yes, that's Just do it the way the word says. We don't add or take away. We just do it the way the word says. Amen. So this particular gal, I remember, uh, she, she made the steak and she made it. But then she decided, you know what I think would look really nice? I'm going to tilt the lobster up and look, and we're going to perch it over the steak. <laughs> and when she gave it to the cook, he's like, what are you doing with the lobster? I didn't put it like that. The rules are to make it just like I did. Yeah. That's good. That's creative. That's yeah. great. But it's not what I, I didn't perch the, lost per, the lobster on the steak. <laughs> That's what we tell helps ministry. Sometimes they like it. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Just do it the way we ask you to. Yeah. And when you can prove that you can follow rules, then you can use your creativity. All right. Amen. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Because I don't need to reinvent the wheel. If you know how to do it, hey, go for it. Just get some approval first, all right? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But he who looks, in other words, he who gains understanding of a thing. Why? Because the light's on. If you turn out the lights, and it doesn't take long, does it? The, far, the more that we stay away, the farther we get from the light of the preaching and teaching of the word. You know, and I'm preaching to the choir. You know, the Wednesday group. I'm preaching to you. But the closer you get to the light, 
the more you crave, the more, and you get through those times where, Lord, I just, it just seems like I'm bored. It just seems, oh, I don't, I, I just don't know what I want for my life. And my spouse wants this, and you know, the kids want this. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Just do what you need to do. Yeah. Or it's going to bite you in the backside. You walk in the light no matter who else in your family is going to walk in the light. Now, I would suggest that you be the parent and let the kids know that they are going to come to church and that, you know, you understand. But if you don't want to be the parent, see how that works out for you. You know, I, I know you were waiting for, if you don't want to be the parent, that's okay. You can just do it for yourself and everything's going to be beautiful. And everything's going to be wonderful. Not! It's going to catch up with you. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So, so that's why we have fruit. Real quickly, I just want to go to Hebrews, and we're going to wrap up with this. Hebrews chapter 4. Trust you're getting blessed. Yes, I'm, I'm just sharing. These are things I live on. These are things I meditate on on a daily basis. This is not just, oh, Lord, give me a message. I got to preach in five minutes. Lord, help. No, I've been, I've been meditating on these things. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Now, that rest means a reposing down or a calming of the winds. It means a rest for your mind. The only way that you can have rest, the only way that you can get out of anxiety the only way that you can stop allowing worry and anxiety and cares to come and still, and that's why boredom sets in. That's why you got to stir yourself up. The only way that you can allow those is to genuinely stir yourself up, genuinely gain understanding, and begin to apply the Word of God, and that faith's velocity will thrust you out of that thing. Amen. So we're seeking for a rest. Amen. We're seeking for rest every day. We're seeking to not yield to worry. Yeah. We're seeking not to yield to anxiety. We're yes. seeking not to yield to what we perceive other yes. people think about us. Amen. And Amen. all the distractions. And we're seeking not to yield to all the bombardments of the enemy yeah. and the thoughts that he brings. Yes. And when we gain understanding, oh... I don't have to worry. When we gain understanding, it says take no thought. Oh, I'm not supposed to listen to that. When we gain understanding and we realize that when Jesus was in the wilderness, how did he deal with that? He answered, it is written. When we gain understanding, it says rebuke the devil and he'll flee. Now, it didn't say that he's going to flee in five minutes, but he will flee. Pastor, I use that, held out for a day. Well, good for you. The word will work if you continue to speak it. 
So where are we at here? Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. The disobedience was they did not go into the land. They did not do what God told them to do. They did not use their faith. They went with their own plan. They went with their own mindset. They went with their own opinions. And therefore it affected their faith and they didn't, they weren't in rest. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What does that word discerner mean? It's a judge. It judges our heart. Are we genuinely looking to God's word, or are we looking at the circumstances? God will let you know. His word will give you light and understanding. You'll be judged by what words you have in you because if understanding is coming and faith is there and you're using your faith by speaking the word of God, it will come to pass. But if you're not, then conviction of the spirit will come. Your heart will condemn you, but God doesn't condemn Condemn means a damnatory sentence. Yeah. So don't go by the damnatory sentence. Don't, don't go by shame. Don't go by, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, I, you know, that's what we were talking about when we first started out. But when you renew your mind with the word of God and you have an understanding, okay, faith means confidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance. Substance means confidence. Faith is the confidence. If I have confidence in God, oh, and an understanding, it drops down your heart. And that faith, as you begin to speak it out of your heart for any situation that you need it for, that confidence, that you begin to speak, I'm healed, begin to speak, I'm blessed, I'm prospered, you begin to speak, I'm forgiven, even though when shame says, no, you're not. And you begin to speak it, it will grow, and you know what's happening? It's pushing out the the doubt. See, when you are getting the word grafted into your spirit, it's pushing the other things out. It's pushing the doubt and unbelief. It's pushing that fear. It's pushing those things that have been there. The mentalities are beginning to change. The mindsets, the opinions. But you got to look at it every single day. And we have to be heavenly minded. I know I said I was going to quit, but uh, can I go to one more scripture? Philippians. And really, this is what I wanted to get to. See, our heart will discern whether or not we're in faith or not. So that's what I was trying to say there. Philippians, actually chapter 3, Philippians 3, real quickly, Philippians 3, 12, verse 12, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that. You can only lay hold of something that you're seeking. When you find it, you hold on to it. You don't let go of it. That's called endurance. Faith's endurance does not let go of anything. 
lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward God, uh, upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. Therefore, let us, as, as many as are mature, have this mind or have this mindset. If in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you, and I'm going to add this to it, when you gain understanding because you're seeking it. You're asking. You're asking for direction. You're asking for light. So when pastor says something, it's, oh, bless God, I don't ever see that. Verse 16, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. So let's go back. Verse 15, therefore, let us, as many as are mature, mature means spiritually growing up, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this even to you. In order to change our mindsets, we need light of God's word. And it needs to come to our mind gate. Understanding comes as a result of attending because we've asked for light. We've asked for wisdom. We've asked for these things. And then faith rises in our heart and we speak it out of our mouth and it works. So we have to change the mentalities and we have to have hearts to receive. We have to be in the places that are conducive for spiritual growth. Keep coming back. Keep coming back back. Keep getting up when you fall down. When you don't feel like it, just keep on stirring yourself up. The excitement will come and you're going to have some down days, but choose to stir yourself up and stir yourself up in the joy of the Lord. Well, how do I do that? Start reading the Bible along the line of joy. There's a lot of scriptures. We've been teaching on that. How do you act on the word of joy? Ha, 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 ha. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy? It's it's my strength. You see, I was getting more light. The more that I'm saying, you know there's confession of meditation? In other words, you're meditating on it, you're speaking it out, but then you start to get light. And that light goes down into your heart because faith is present, but then you got to use that faith. So as we learn the promises of God, as we're taught the promises, we can listen to tapes. We can even watch live stream. But again, If you're not coming to church with the heart of, I'm going to get this no matter what, it's going to affect you. I'm not saying if somebody's dealing with symptoms and they stay home, watch live stream, but you can't live there. Because you you can't live in disobedience and expect to get light. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but I was sick two days in a row. I'm not talking about that, okay? I'm talking about a lifestyle. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right, and, and, and you can't live by home Bible studies. That's right. Come on. That's right. You need a pastor. You need a local church. 
and, and you just need to keep on coming and, and, and being involved with other believers. Yeah, but my wife doesn't come and my kids, yeah, and look at their lives. I, I, just, I just want you to look at it. Just, just look at their lives and see the fruit. Come on, come on. Because I guarantee you that they're sick, that there are things getting in and they're living in shame. Their heart is condemning them and it's not the pastor's fault. And you can leave and join them and join in their misery. Yeah, but I, I, I'm really blessed that, you know, the house is paid for this and that. Oh, that's nice. That's good. But it's not going to last. Because disobedience has a price. Somewhere along the line, the devil's going to come as a roaring lion and seek whom he may devour. But he may not devour me because I've been hearing the word of God. And I know how to use my authority. And it didn't come in a home Bible study. You know what I mean. Going to that rather than church. That's what I'm talking about. Well, praise the Lord. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147. Or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.